In this episode, we're going to dive deep into how I had my biggest month ever in business without a focus on social media. Yes, it is possible. Welcome to Sales Without Socials. If you too are mentally exhausted from the constantly changing algorithms, you're not going to return on the blood, sweat and tears you put into your social media efforts and know there must be a better way to market your business, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Tanya Williams. I love pink, wearing four-inch heels and being the sparkly chief of everything at Digital Conversations. In the last six months, I have transformed my business growth by doubling down on the marketing strategies that actually work, and that doesn't include Facebook ads, Reels, or silly TikToks. So if you're like me and you're sick of being on the social media hamster wheel and want to focus your time on marketing strategies that don't suck your time without a result, then make sure you subscribe and keep listening. Are you with me? Let's dive in. And oh, you know what? Let's have a little bit of fun along the way. Hello and welcome to the Sales Without Socials podcast. I'm your host, Tanya Williams, Chief of Everything at Digital Conversations, a Brisbane-based marketing consultant and trainer helping B2B service-based business owners with simple marketing tactics to generate new business and increase the eyeballs on your brand. Before I deep dive into today's episode, I'd invite you to download Social Free Sales, which covers seven ways to supercharge your sales without a single social media post. Now, these are just a few thought starters, and I'm going to cover more of these on future podcast episodes. Plus, I'm also going to cover a load more marketing tactics that don't include Facebook ads, Reels, or silly TikToks. Go to saleswithoutsocials.com.au and grab your copy now. Today, I want to share how I had my biggest month ever in business earlier this year, and I did it without any sort of focus on social media. Now, I don't want you to expect fluffy marketing or new ideas or crazy concepts because that is not what I did and no, not, my, not what most service businesses need to do either. Now, I think in marketing, too many people are looking for the holy grail, that one tactic that's going to transform your business overnight. Not only does it not exist, you'll be seriously disappointed if you think it does um, and, and continue to try and look for it because it's just not out there, guys. Now, we see this all the time on Facebook in particular, where you've got the influencers showing themselves flying first class, sharing this tip on, on how to do this in four hours a day and, and you know generate millions of dollars of sales. And to be honest, it's all total bullshit. And I can't believe that people still fall for that crap. The only person that makes rich are those influencers. Now, I want this to be highly relatable episode for you. So I'm sharing the process that I followed exactly so you understand what I did and that it isn't all just a bunch of marketing fluff, okay? This stuff is doable, but it does take time and it does take effort. So let me start with what I did in the process. So at the end of 2021, I started to plan my goals and focus for the next year. Now that's what I do every year. The end of December, before I finish the working year, I think about what I want to achieve next year and start to put a bit of a plan in place in terms of what I'm going to do to do that. So last year was no exception. Um, You know, I spend those two or three days, I look at, I review and I evaluate and I see where I need to make changes. 
Now, as part of the process, I looked at what was working for me. So, you know, where were my clients coming from? What client size and were they someone that I'd want to work with in the future? Did I enjoy working on the things that I was doing for them, the various marketing tactics that I was helping them with? And could I see tangible benefits from them as well? So it's a very important part of the process to look at what you're doing, what's working, okay? So where was I spending most of my time? So when I looked at where I was spending my marketing time for my business, I was actually spending way too much time on Facebook and Insta. I even delved into TikTok for a little bit and started doing reels. And when I looked at it, it just wasn't getting any sort of result. Yes, a few people might have seen it, but in terms of actually generating revenue or new client leads, it wasn't the place to be. So, you know, I was spending time coming up with ideas. I was filming, creating, and then I'd pay my VA to create these beautiful images and graphics to share, to go out, or I'd pay her to edit videos and so forth. And when I looked at that, the numbers didn't stack up. I wasn't getting the inquiries or clients from the time I was spending on the likes of Facebook and Insta. Now, the exception to this rule was LinkedIn. Now, LinkedIn is a primary social channel for me. And there's a reason that I use LinkedIn and it has different rules. It is because LinkedIn was actually created as a primary professional and business tool when it started out from day one, unlike the likes of Facebook and Instagram. So the rules are very different and they don't apply to LinkedIn. So, um, you know, that is because I designed, you know, I designed my business um, in a way that I wanted to reach out and interact with people on LinkedIn um, because I knew that that was going to be a primary um, lead generator for me. So, but remembering that it is only one part of the marketing mix that I use. Okay. So again, this is not about focusing all your time and effort on one particular thing, but doing different things. So as part of that um, process, I could see what I was wasting time on and what was not performing. And that was definitely the likes of Facebook and Insta. I also found it at times mentally draining because they're always having to come up with new ideas and being that constant content creation mode to keep up with what everyone else is doing. And of course, we need to remember as well that we are bombarded daily with experts telling us that this is what we should be doing. And being in the marketing space, I was getting emails from overseas every single day telling me that I should be doing all these things. And in the end, I went, this is just too much. I literally can't do this. And I know my clients can't do it as well. So what did I do next? So I then decided to look at what was working for me and what did I do need to do more of. So I decided to double down on what was working and what went sense. So I joined a local BNI networking group. Now, in full transparency, I've always been anti-BNI um, due to its strict processes. However, a trusted friend did invite me along and I decided that this year I was going to move out of my comfort zone and do something different. So I joined the um, the chapter that she invited me to and I have to say I haven't regretted that decision. I also decided that I needed to be having more real life conversations and be doing more face-to-face networking with people. So I started setting up more face-to-face meetings. So I wanted to get to know people in my network. So some of these people I already knew on LinkedIn, but hadn't met in real person. Other people were part of my broader network, but just having face-to-face conversations I found for me was personally motivating. It helped me come up with ideas. And again, it puts me in front of the people that may want to refer me or work with me. 
I also wrote and shared content that aligned with what I was feeling in the marketing world. And some of that went across um, against the grain of what a lot of experts were talking about. But for me, what was happening in the world of social media in particular didn't really align with me as a marketer or as a person. And there were so many people pushing that social agenda that I actually wanted to talk the opposite to what of what was out there. So I started writing about that. So a lot of my blog content, the newsletters I was putting out on um, on LinkedIn and to my own database were actually around using less social media and using other tactics. And funnily enough, they started to get some really good engagement because I found that people were feeling a lot like me. I also introduced a new um, service, which was called an exploration session, which allowed potential clients to work with me in a two-hour taster session. So what it did was the clients that I had sitting there that didn't want to commit for six months um, were like, oh, okay, this is a good way to start. Let's do a two-hour session. It gives me an insight into who um, you know who I am and, and how I can help them. And I actually generated a little bit of revenue from that as well. So I introduced that and I think that was a really good thing. And I can't believe I haven't done that since day one. I also started to educate others more through my blogs and LinkedIn. And that was about giving back and, and, and helping with that education piece. Um, as I mentioned, LinkedIn was part of my strategy, but a small part of it. So I was posting a couple of times a week and I posted a weekly newsletter, which was simply a blog that I repurposed. Okay. So I actually spent very little time there, but it give it gave me visibility um, and it kept my name front and center with potential clients. Um, so as I men- mentioned, LinkedIn was a bit of an exception to that rule. I also did a number of guest webinars with membership organizations, which again, they put me in front of more people that would not have seen me otherwise. And then of course, I also went old school. So I created some personalized cards with my personal mantra, which is never let anyone dull your sparkle, which I sent to new clients. I sent to people I had just met in meetings. Um, I sent them out as random act of kindness with little notes in them. Um, Generally, when I thought it was relevant, I sent out a little handwritten postcard. And I can tell you now that the engagement from those alone was great because uh, one, it made me stand out and it was a great touch point with people as well. And what I also did was I dropped a lot of the social media stuff that I was doing on Instagram and Facebook and totally dropped TikTok altogether, which I'd started to dabble in. So I literally just made a switch to what I was doing. So what did, um, why did that work for me now? Well, I think for a number of reasons. So I made a change and decided I wasn't going to continue to do the same tired things hoping they would work. Now we call that hope marketing. It's like doing stuff, crossing your fingers and hoping it works. Um, And I've been guilty of that in the past as well. I tell my clients not to do it. And like most marketing people, we're great at um, telling our clients what to do, but not so great at doing it ourselves sometimes. So I decided to take my own advice. So I made that change and went, I can't continue to do the tired things that aren't working anymore. Um, and I wasn't doing the same thing, expecting the same result, right? Because again, we're so we're all very guilty of this, where we think, well, we'll get a different result at some point, and that just isn't the case. It's not realistic. I was also focused on real people, real life conversations, and giving to others first. And this is a really important point. As part of the marketing world, too often there's so much reliance on the digital world and just blasting things out via email and social media and on digital channels 
But the most important part of any marketing is engagement and conversation and having the right conversations with the right people. So I shifted my focus to do that and had more conversations, more one-on-one personal face-to-face meetings with people. And believe me, it makes a difference. I also pushed myself out of my comfort zone. So I mentioned joining that BNI group. That was never something that I wanted to do. It was something that was very much out of my comfort zone, but I made myself do it with the thinking of, I need to try doing different things. Okay. And it's worked really well for me. So I did more of what worked. Now to me, I went, this seems so obvious, (laughs) like, um, but why, and why hadn't I done them earlier? But I think what happens is we get caught up in the glamorous side of social and the glamorous side of marketing to the detriment of tactics that are actually simpler and that actually work better. Now, what results did I get from that? Well, you know, I probably did that for about two or three months, right? So it wasn't like it all happened overnight and all of a sudden I had this huge month. It was a combination of all those things combined that actually made um, made a massive difference in, I, I think it was June was my biggest month ever. So it wasn't um, overnight and nor did I expect to see results overnight. I think that's very much part of it. We get disappointed when we don't see immediate results. But I could start to feel this shift happening personally as I was making these changes and as I was doing these different types of things. Okay, and it's really important, I think, to recognize that um, as a business owner um, and when you are doing your marketing, that little small shifts and incremental shifts make a difference. And that all contributed to me having this really big month in June where it was a culmination of all the time and the effort that I'd been putting in in the lead up to that. So what can you do? Now, there are lots of things you can do here, guys. Um, And some of it starts with, let me say it, moving out of your comfort zone. It is very easy to get caught up in the stuff that feels natural or feels comfortable for us to do because we're used to it. We're comfortable with it. It's easy. We don't have to think about it too much. But in order to create real change, particularly when it comes to our marketing, we need to move out of our comfort zone. We need to push ourselves and we need to feel a little bit uncomfortable. um, And that is a good thing. You also need to change your mindset about your marketing. Okay. Um, how you market, how much time you need, what you need to do. Thinking about it in a different way will actually help you make progress. If you're always thinking, oh my God, I don't have time to do this, um, or I don't know what I'm doing and I don't know where to start, or I just it, it all just feels really draining and you have a really um, negative mindset around it, then guess what? It is going to be hard and it's going to feel hard because you're not have you don't have the right mindset about what you're doing from a, from a marketing perspective. You really need to fall in love with your own marketing. Um, and that is so much of that is around your mindset, around how you feel about it personally. You also need to evaluate what is working and what isn't. Now, that's a really important part of the whole process. There's no point in going, well, I feel great about my marketing, but I'm just going to keep doing the same stuff that's not working. That makes absolute no sense. So go through the process that I went through, evaluate what is working for you. So where are my customers coming from now? You know, um, are they the type of customers that I want to be working with? And what isn't working for me? What are are the things that I'm spending all this time and effort on and I'm not seeing a return on that time and effort? And then look at how do I make those changes? 
The next thing you need to do is come up with a simple plan. Now, I'm a big planning girl. I believe very much in having some sort of a marketing plan, but it doesn't necessarily need to be this massive, big document. Okay. I have written many marketing strategies for clients and some of them are a hundred pages long, Um, but not everybody needs that. Okay. Having a very simple one or two page marketing plan, which tells you where you're going to be focusing your time and effort. So what channels you're going to be using, what tactics you're going to be using, um, and how you're actually going to achieve that in a particular timeline is all you really need to get yourself started. Okay. Also, I want you to consider trying some new things. So in your marketing mix, what are some new ideas and some new things that you can actually execute or try that you never know might get a great result. Now I have got a bunch of these that I'm going to be sharing in the Sales Without Socials online program. Some of them I will be sharing in the podcast as well, but most of them, um, the really juicy stuff is going to be in the program. So think about um, signing up and and getting some more ideas on how you can do that. Um, Try some new things, as I mentioned. You also need to have realistic expectations on your timing. Now, as I mentioned, There is no holy grail. There is not one thing that you're guaranteed to do that is going to work its butt off for you. But you need to um, be thinking about what's going to be realistic in terms of timing. Some of the tactics you will use are going to be more of a longer term play. Some are going to be more of a shorter term where you can do them and get a faster result. But be um, realistic in the fact that I aren't going to transform your business overnight. Some of them will take time to do. So I want you to be mindful of that. You also need to get started. Thinking about this stuff, procrastinating and overthinking um, isn't going to get you anywhere. Now I have clients who are guilty of this and they think and they think and they overanalyze and in months we've actually made no progress because they are too busy overanalyzing something that is really not important. You have to get started whether it's on the smallest thing, whether it's just starting with working out what's not working, um, putting a small plan in place, do something, okay? Small incremental steps make a difference in your um, in your progress, okay? So let's not overconfuse this whole thing. Marketing needs to be simple. So what's next? Now, I strongly suggest going through the process of working out what is working and what is not working for you. And again, this doesn't need to take a huge amount of time. I actually have a free download to help you do that. It's a 15 minute marketing quick start checklist that's going to help you work it out in just 15 minutes. Yes, that's right. It doesn't need to be huge amounts of time. Okay. Now you'll find that at saleswithoutsocials forward slash marketing checklist. So if you go there, download it, fill it out, I promise you it is very easy to follow. So in closing, guys, that's another episode done and dusted, but everyone in business is different. So how I achieve my biggest month is going to be different to how you achieve yours. But I want you to know that it is possible to do it, okay? You can transform um, your business through the marketing that is going to work the best for you. So you need to do some initial analysis according to your business and use that as your starting point. There are no shortcuts. You have to do the work. Uh, Now, I want to stress that you can get results from your marketing, grow your business without spending hours on social media, creating reels, stories, trending TikToks and all that gup. 
Um, if you've been doing that already and you're getting tangible results, then that's great. Continue to do that. But if it's not working for you, think about how you can drastically cut back what you're doing and focus more time and energy where you will get more of a result and a bang for your buck. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't not post on social media, but what I am saying is you probably should be spending less time there in general. So hopefully you got something from today's episode. Thank you for listening and tuning in to Sales Without Socials and never let anyone dull your marketing sparkle. Would you like to know how your business can make sales without using social media? Then a great place to start is with my free download aptly named Social Free Sales. In it, I share seven ways to supercharge your sales without a single social media post. And did I mention it's free? You'll find it at saleswithoutsocials.com.au. These are just a few thought starters and I cover much more juicy content in the Sales Without Socials program. So sign up for the waitlist if that sounds good to you. And you'll also find links in the episode show notes as well. Until next time you tune in, never let anyone dull your marketing sparkle.